Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It's Anne Duffy, and here we are today at the Just Do It podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with a special guest. How did I meet you? I can't remember, but you're going to tell us because that's what dues do. They just keep connecting with good people and good dues find good dues. So I hope that you will help me welcome our special guest today, Miss Nicole Giese. Hi, Nicole. How are Hi, you? How are you? Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. I was impressed with you from the moment we met um, just because of your career path. Uh, as you know, I'm a hygienist mm-hmm. and slash got a couple of side gigs uh, during my career. And now look at me, here I am, you know, running dental entrepreneur media. Who knew? Who knew I could do that? And who Who knew knew? I would have the passion for it? But you found something also um, outside of the operatory. And I just, so I want you to, first of all, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing right now, and then we'll dig into how you got there. Okay. Um, So hi, I'm Nicole Giese. Um, so I'm a current, I'm a dental sales representative for restorative and infection control products. And I'm also a national sales trainer for the same company. Um, how I got into it, uh, I started as a dental assistant way back way, like way, like 1996, long time ago. Um, started as a dental assistant, loved dentistry, loved it. Um, worked seven years in the dental assisting arena and thought, I saw a hygienist reading RDH magazine. I said, okay, what is she, you know, hygiene, hygiene magazine. I love writing. I would love to write for that, but I really want to get into hygiene. And I thought she's her own provider. How could I start that? I was not very good in school. I will say CD average, horrible student, love social life way more. But um, I applied myself, went through all the prerequisites, worked hard, got into hygiene school, compare it to military boot camp. (laughs) Yeah. As you know, and you're a hygienist, you know how hard hygiene school is, um, but I loved it. You know, it was very challenging. I loved it. Fell in love with hygiene, became a hygienist. And then after being a hygienist for five, seven years, I thought, what else can I do? Can I do this long term? You know, my body's kind of given out. What, what else can I do? And I was burned out because I was working like six days. Wow. So, yeah, six days. But I loved the thought of education. I loved it. And my dad was, is an educator. He went back for his master's, you know, so I thought, what, what can I do in education? So I ended up going back to school to be an educator (laughs) and I got my bachelor's degree so I could teach. And then I started locally at Youngstown State University as an adjunct and I loved it and I fell in love with it, but adjuncting doesn't have benefits with it and you don't get paid that much and but it's solely the passion of teaching um so then I wanted to teach full-time and I was looking what you have to do it's always like you look for your passion you match it up to how you get there and then you just start you know you just push that pedal down and start going so I decided to go back again to school um, to get my master's degree in education this time because I wanted to learn how to teach people so I did that and I got a full-time position in Pittsburgh, loved it, dream job, loved it. Didn't like the hour and a half one way without traffic logistically. 
So my dream job became so stressful because of the logistics of two and a half hours of one-way drive. On the turnpike? Is it on the turn? Yeah. Did you have to drive the turnpike? Oh, gosh. Yeah. That, that's was, double a double whammy. Oh, it was horrible. And as soon as you get 10 minutes before the university, that's the hour wait to get in. Wow. So Pittsburgh, it's a phenomenal city, but it's a nightmare if you don't live in it to get yeah. in logistically. So sadly, you know, I had to, I went back to hygiene. I went back to hygiene and I loved it again. You know, I fell in love with it again and the patients and everything. I just fell in love with it. Made really good money. I came, I worked with Heartland Dental. Working okay. Heartland and that corporation's phenomenal. I mean, any hygienist looking for DSO hygiene, it's a great place to go. They have great structure, phenomenal hygiene program. I mean, it's, it was great. But I still wanted something long-term out of hygiene. <laughs> Okay. And coincidentally, five minutes up the road, a dental product company from Canada came and made their corporate headquarters, and they were looking for a dental hygienist who could be a product specialist. So I applied. Bingo, right? Yeah. That, that checked all your boxes. Wow. Oh my gosh. It was like a dream come true. So then I really enjoyed that experience because I got to not only do product management, then that's also in terms of education. You're educating everyone, all the reps, all the people. But the thing about Maxwell is they were new here. They had no reps. So they needed someone to help onboard, get together an entire training program, which my one master's degree is in education and training. So I helped wow. them build the training program, onboard all their reps, manage all their reps. And then the owner who was my, you know, my mentor taught me everything about dental sales. And boy, did I just... That was when you find your niche, you find your niche. And that was just my like, oh, where, where was this all this time? I could have been in sales this whole time type of thing. And um, he really mentored me really, really well for about three years. And um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. But I didn't have benefits. And I, you know, was kind of the head of the household. And I needed, as a woman, I needed to have a long-term retirement, I had no retirement, you know, and at 40, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of need to start thinking about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um, my next step was, where do I want to be long-term? Where do I want to, you know, really stay and put everything I have experience-wise, education-wise, where do I want to make an impact? So then I looked at my favorite dental products and I thought, what, what kind of management style do they have? That's a big thing too. When you're looking at a corporation, you know, look at the corporation as a whole, look at their management structure. Are you going to fit there? Are they diverse? You know, are they going to accept you as a woman and what you've done and, you know, kind of nourish what you want to do. So I looked into my favorite dental products and um, there was an opening. It was for Cincinnati though. Oh, I thought, I don't care. It's, you know, since nice five and a half, five, four hours away from me, but I thought I'm mm -hmm. just going to apply. And uh, the hiring man, the recruiter called that day. And I still tease my manager now for agonizing months of interviews he put me through. <laughs> wow. That's he serious. I, he was brutal. And it's such a joke between us now, because I tell him all the time, you know, killed me on that interview, but he is very, He's an awesome manager, but strategically, he's very good at picking who he has. So um, I went through all that, and now I'm extremely content. 
three and a half years later. And um, yeah, it's going great. That's where I am. That's a long-winded story of my path. <laughs> well, I love it though. I mean, that's 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 quite a path. And you said a couple of things that really resonated with me, Nicole. I mean, first of all, you said yes to some opportunities that came your way. Right. And then with the first mentor, you, you know, how often do do um you do people take a job and they don't use the rich opportunity to soak in the experience and the knowledge from somebody else. And obviously he, the, the first per, the first company he worked for was a teacher as well, right? And and as, oh, yes. a, as, a, as an educator, and obviously you're a learner because you don't right. go back to school for another degree, another degree, another degree, unless you're a learner. And a learner is really great at taking the information they get and being able, being able to communicate it in a well thought out way so that people can understand it and implement the education or the the um whatever that would be just the the information that you're giving them right so good for you you're using all your it sounds like you're using all all of your strengths but you also know your worth and i like the idea that you that as you're speaking and talking about your story i always to me i in the back of my mind i was like yeah you um knew that you were meant for something bigger right. and better but also you need the chops of be, I think it's really important to, to kind of have the chops in the operatory when you're actually selling something to the dental community. It's some, not every business is like that. Um, not every company is like that, but I think within the dental, we like our own, right? We right. like someone that's gonna know our pain points and understand that your, your, your product that you fell in love with um, is going to solve a problem that they have. Right, right. And I think that you hit on it. And I encourage people that are right now, even assistant hygienists, wherever they are, I always got heat. Like you said, I knew that, you know, I was going to continue to drive. I always got heat. Why don't you just stay at the job you're at? You know, why aren't you just content? Why do you keep changing? And I just thought, because it's not where I'm supposed to be. You mm -hmm. know, I just, I have something else, you know, you just have that pull. And I feel like it's so nice honestly to say because even in my position now I wanted to learn business so I went back and got an MBA I wanted to make sure because I am a, you know I've been in the business for a while now but I wanted to really excel in it like I'm happy right I'm very happy and that's another point you know how do you know when you're ready you're content and you can stay put and you really do find that out um but I wanted to master you know, the business part of it. So, but I strongly encourage anyone to, if they feel like they want to get out, you know, where they are, then set it up, line it up, you know, plan it out. Well, that's exactly right. Set it up, make the plan. And so this is the other thing is reaching out to someone like you, to a mentor, like how, you know, I hope that all those that are listening to this realize that there is hope. There's nothing wrong with all of us staying in the operatory again you know i just right. i just retired after 45 years i was only doing five hours a week but i still loved that and it may help me love that i mean and it right. also helped my body i mean i don't have any problems basically that are long lasting from a long uh hygiene career but um i i love the idea that you actually just kept looking out you knew that there was something missing right there was something right. missing and in sales in dental sales it's something different every day. So a lot of times people, women and, and men in hygiene feel like, oh, it's the same thing every day. Well, it never felt that way to me because a different 
patient is a different patient and right. has different, but some people feel that it's more monotonous, but in dental sales, I mean, you have to think on your feet. It's a, you never know what you're going to get that day. Right? right. So that's something that also sounds like it fuels you and why you're happy because you can solve those problems that occur a day to day, you know, right. month to month, week to week. And you love, and you love the company. You know, you, you, love you the like company. the culture. You love the culture. I love the culture. I love like. the diversity. Yes. They have a huge diversity inclusion component. I love that. I love my team. I, my manager is, He's not a manager. He's not a boss. He's a mentor. And everyone on our team feels that way. His boss is the same way. And then his boss is the same way. And then our president, I mean, it's just the, from the top down. And every time I have an opportunity to talk to the leaders, I say that, you know, thank you for your leadership because it comes from the top down. And so I was interviewing with another uh, company at the same time, shorter interview process you know, okay. way shorter than four months. Yes. Shorter than four months. Okay. Right. Same. Yes. Shorter than four months. Thank you so much there. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that was brutal. But um, in, in any case, you know, I turned them down because of their management structure, because I saw that it was unorganized. It was a great company. It was great products, but they were nowhere close to the inclusion, the diversity, but, you know, they weren't vocal about it and I did a you have to do a lot of background studying of where you're going and I feel like I got that I got that advice not only do you have to see where you're going but where do you want to be two steps ahead and then plan for that so that's what I did with the company I'm at now yeah so you're very strategic as well and, and that's that's so interesting I really like the the idea that the manager that hired you for your company now um took that time because when when they take that much time to hire someone someone um they are in it for the long haul right oh, they're yeah. not just willy-nilly they they if you, once you say yes and that contract signed they are as committed to you as they want you to be committed to them and that's walking the walk right i mean that's right. really important for those listening as well and i and having said that nicole sometimes you do have to jump out or put your toe in the water. I, I, I really recommend not quitting your day job right off the bat, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I did. I kept status quo where I was and then kept, you know, I knew that the reward was so great to keep on interviewing with him. And he would give me a little hope here and there, but um, I, I just knew to hang in there because the reward of working for that company would be so great and it has been. You, yeah. you can also, you know, um, start something and, and it, if you have the right mindset, even right. though it's not the perfect job, because yes, obviously you are well prepared for this job that you're in right now. So anybody, I mean, and just meeting you and, and knowing you and then knowing your passion and, and your brains and all of that, I'd hire you in a second as well. And I think anybody would, um, but you can go to something that maybe is not Perfect, because very few things are perfect right out of the chute. To prepare yourself and just know that you're you're building your resume, building your uh, mental acuity, you know, to right. be able to get that job, and then find the job where you see some upward mobility. Right, that's the oh, other yeah. key for you. I can see um, you. You know, absolutely. You're you're one of those people. I say, bring it on, bring it on. What else can I do? Right. You definitely have to kiss a lot of frogs in the career path. Definitely. But as much as you're miserable and, you know, I had a girlfriend and she just, 
she recently passed away, but she would say, you know, I just can't even stand the thought of going there. I can't even stand the thought of going to the office and that every day my stomach hurts and, you know, all this stuff. But I really give those people, because I was one of them, if you see what you want to do and you start working on it, the gnawing of your stomach every day, it goes away because, you know, where you are now is paying the bills and it's temporary in that huge light calling you and shining, you're working on that. So this is a temporary thing and you're just going to day by day, get through it hour by hour. Yes, it's awful. The doctor might be, you know, not so nice to you. The staff may be, you know, a bunch of gossipers, whatever. But if you have a path and you have a goal and you're working towards it, you know, that negativity kind of gets to the side because you're focused so much on what's gonna happen next. So I definitely don't think anyone should quit their position financially <laughs> until they're, you know, they're done with how to get to the next one. Yes. I, I, I totally agree with that. And, and there, and, and this also gives you hope, right? I mean, right. some people don't know, okay, I don't know what to do. Well, when you listen to your story, well, I needed this degree or I wanted to do this to build um, my resume. You just did it, but there's a plan. There's a plan oh, to yeah. work out. And the fact that you got your MBA, so you've got, so the education that you have, you can go all the way to the top of any company. Um, just so you know, you really can, because you are armed with that and you're so young. I mean, why not? And, and if, you know, if anyone's listening to this, they realize that, yeah, you are C-suite material. You are C-suite material. We need women like you that are driven for more. And actually, um, you know, it's just not any, it's not a lot of fluff. You're like, you've got chops, girl. You, you really, you can, (laughs) you can sell me anything. I'm telling you what, what are you selling? I'm buying. And I'll, because also, you know what it is, Nicole, and this is the other message that we want to give. You want to have a career where you look back and you feel like, you know, I made a difference mm-hmm. or I reached my calling. You know what your calling is. Your calling is to educate and to train, right? And to be a mentor to those maybe that don't have a mentor. Um, Absolutely. And, there's and that's probably- a huge piece missing, I feel like. A Mm -hmm. huge piece. I feel like there's so many people out there and like even myself, if I had that right mentor, I would have saved so much time, but all the time that I spent got me where I am. But I feel like with LinkedIn and so many huge social networking platforms, you know, it's so easy just to send a message. And if they don't respond, then there's 10 more people like I'm behind it, you know, just keep, Hey, I love your career path. I, I would really like to connect and, you know, have a meeting with you to see how you got there. Um, so I've had a mentor every single step in hygiene school. I had a professor who was a mentor. She turned into my mentor when I taught with her, which was phenomenal. When I started writing, I had a mentor in my previous editor. He was amazing. Amelia uh, was amazing. And then when I got into you know sales, I had another mentor. So I feel like the, the thing with mentorship is you really have to be open to learning. You can't close yourself off and think it's just a job. You really have to be open and pick their brain because people love to share. They love to share how they got there. They love to share what they are doing. You just have to be open to start that personal conversation and relationship with them, I guess. Well, something else you said that's really important uh, to everyone listening is the fact that you've got to be a good mentee. And so obviously you are soaking in um, what they're saying and you're, you're not just taking, that's the other thing. And I've, I've, we've had a few articles on that. Like as a, you know, 
Everyone wants a mentor, but they don't want to do what it takes to be a good mentee. Because, you know, as a mentee, you actually try to give a little bit, even in the very, very beginning. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. They want you to mentor them, but they have no idea what your website is. They have no idea what you really do. They, you know, this, it's just like, hey, would you be my mentor? No, let's, let's start slow and really work the relationship from how can I serve you? Right. Because I've learned so much from uh, women and men that probably feel like I've been a mentor to them, but it's the opposite. The more I uh, have conversations with them, the more I am being mentored and they can, they're in their twenties. I mean, you know, I, of course, if I had a 10 year old down the street, I would love him to come and mentor me on my tech right. stuff and all that. That would be great. Absolutely. Um, age is, is not, not an issue there no. as far as mentor and mentee, is it? Absolutely. No, not at all. And I agree with you. I had a VP who was at that same first sales position, it was the VP and then the president and those two, and he was younger than me, but boy, his knowledge in sales, I still, I mean, he, it's amazing the depth of knowledge this young kid had. I mean, it's just crazy, but I learned so much from him. So if I, I agree with you, age has nothing to do with it. Yes, yes. And you can just see, I, I actually went, it was funny, I went to Best Buy yesterday, I got it. I'm getting another monitor because Nikki <laughs> says, Ann, you need another monitor because I'm like, okay. So this, and the young sales man, he was in his early 20s. So young, so enthusiastic about the product, so enthusiastic to help me to figure it out, what I needed, you know, why I wanted this, why I didn't want that. And I just walked away feeling like, wow, that was, and I, I, that, that young man is going places and he deserves to go places because he, right. you know, and then it's great. A lot of it has to do with just attitude, right? Yes. I mean, you know, I, 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 cause you can hand it to them on a platter, but they may not have, they may not even take a spoonful of what you're offering. That's right. But, um, you know, you've, you've tended to um, continue to learn. And, you know, again, the sky's the limit for someone like you. I, I think, you know, it is um, going to be fun to follow your career. So your advice would be, okay, so somebody's in the operatory right now. They um, feeling a little stuck. Right. They start with step one would be. Step one would be is what do you enjoy, even though it's in the operatory, what do you enjoy about your daily? Because there could be a pros and cons list to everything. If you're the most miserable person, for every 10 things you're going to complain about, tell me one good thing. Take that good thing, cultivate it, and then look. Dentistry has so many outlets. You could do so many things outside the operatory. It's insane. Sales, writing, public health, education. There's so many things. What do you personally like about that? what your, your good thing is and then look to see the path what your next level is about your good thing you know if you like to write how could you become a you know a technical writer in that field um, and then so on and so forth and then I would strongly advise them to reach out to the networking of the person who did it behind you know in, in front of them and then make a game plan for sure reach out to see what is possible and just do it you know like if five years from, if it takes three years and you don't do it three years from now, you're going to say, I could have been done. Yeah. <laughs> I been yes. Done. I could have been there. Why did I not go for it? Yes. It's going to be challenging. Yes. It's going to be hard. Yes. In the summertime when, you know, your friends are at a barbecue and you're studying for the three exams, you might have to sacrifice a little bit, but in that three years time, it's done. And right now for a hygienist or any even assistants going back, there's so many cool opportunities online that you don't have to be face-to-face -face every day full-time. You can work full-time and be at school full-time. I mean, it's just, everything is so possible now. It's crazy. 
recipe. You just have to want it and then get your game plan together, connect with the right people. Right. And, you know, um, small hardship for the big goal is really what, what it is, right? You, know, you right. give up some things, but the goal, you, I mean, we, and I think goal setting and, and where you want to be, there's no reason. And, and like you said, there is no reason if you're in the dental arena right now, is an assistant or a hygienist or anywhere in that practice, dentist, right. whatever. Right. You are smart. Mm-hmm. You have a, a personality that gets along with people. You're caring. Right. You've got a caring heart. There's so many attributes mm-hmm. there that really whatever you want to do and accomplish um, is available. And so I guess, you know, just, it's just making that first step. And, right. um, and a lot of times that's not out of the op, it's why you're in the op and right. then building yourself and your personal development, personal development right. and education. Um, and to and- see off the personal development, I really advise anyone to make your circle around you as positive as possible. If you're constantly upset and you're constantly, and this is, you know, with anything, but if you're always negative and you surround yourself with those that are also negative, you're going to have negative outcomes no matter what. It's going to be really hard for you to be positive in that consistent shark eating negative environment. So I say, get yourself a new circle, you know, get yourself a new circle, positive people and move on. (laughs) Yeah. Join the do, join the do crew, join the do. Yes, in fact, I have the one, you introduced me to Jasmine Haley. I actually have her book. I bought her book. Isn't it great? And I had no idea about her until I joined you. And she's, I love her. I can't wait to meet her. She's amazing. So it's people like that. And it's networking from people, like this kind of platform with Do. How I met someone so positive. I learned about Do from Karen Daw. She's a KOL. Oh, I, I love Karen Daw. Yes. She's she's in the um, summer, oh, no, the fall edition. Yeah. Yes, I love her article. I love her messaging. I love her attitude. Just her as a woman and what she's done with her business. So I read about that. And then I that's how I found you. And from you, from our conversations, I found Jasmine. So it's been so cool. But that's what I would really suggest if they plan on moving forward is to surround yourself with those kind of people. You know, even if you're not connected directly, read about them, read about their career, get away from the negative Nellies. They're going to bring you down and they may be jealous of your ambition. So that's, yes. Yeah. If they, if people don't have hope, hope and and, uh, success in their own life, it's, it's really hard to lift others up. And I think that's one of the things with do our mantra is, you know, good do's find good do's. And we all, we all make a difference and we're all awesome. And we all just champion and cheerlead each other, you know, all the way to the top. Right. Um, which I, I, I just love it. And you said, just do it. That's right, everybody, Let's just do it. Do it. Yes. Well, how, okay, so how do you know, Nicole, when it's time to get out of your own way and get out of, you know, when you know when it's time to put on the brakes and start something new? Right, so to put on the brakes and start something new, you'll, you'll know that you're unhappy, obviously. <laughs> and then you'll know what your next level is. But to know when you're content, I think is the biggest challenge. Because if you're so used to trying to level yourself up and going through all the steps, like that's where I find myself right now. I've done everything and I'm so used to at this point in my career, like right where I am with my current company, this is usually the spot that I'm like, you know, is there something else? What else do I want to do? But I'm really excited to say I'm content. And it's nice to know, like in the future, what do I want in the future? I need good retirement. I need to make sure I'm continuing growing, supporting my family, being a role model for my girls, 
you know, when do you know to stop and you are where you are? And I could just say, honestly, that you'll know when you're there. <laughs> and then you start having that balance. You know, you're not 90% work, 10% home, you know, your balance is getting there and you really need to just start enjoying it and stop, stop obsessing about something else, but start learning and creating your self, you know, self-awareness, self-help, all that kind of stuff. So that's where I am now. I'm just consistently on LinkedIn, doing all those courses, doing all the leadership things, reading, you know, connecting, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to be happy where I am for quite a long time. Well, you know, you've got the great mentorship, like you were saying, and, and, um, and, you know, it, it, it's a long life. That's, I always look at, people say, oh, it's a short life. I said, it's a long life. You know, this is, this is where you are right now. And it sounds like it's a company that sees your gifts and your talents, and they're going to not want you to jump ship. And they'll give you those opportunities that you're seeking and, and you're ready for when the time is right for you to get, make the next move. And hopefully it's within that company. But I, I wanted to say something else when you're, when you're looking for things, one of the things, well, first of all, Jasmine is, is um, wrapping up our conference, our retreat. So you're going to hear directly from Jasmine. She is amazing. And she's doing a speaker's um, little uh, seminar coming up. So if anybody right. wants to join that, go on her website and look at that. Um, and also we have uh, Barb Stackhouse is talking about profit first. So that also reminded me of what you were talking about. You need a company with a 401k. And it's yes. funny. I wish I had that 401k when I, when I finished my dental hygiene career, but I didn't because I worked part-time and I never um, wanted to do the big sacrifice on the front end for the back yes. end. So those yes. are things to think about. I mean, you know, kind of, I was like, oh, I pretty much grew that practice. Uh, and great. then when I left, it was like, well, uh, thank you. Bye. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, that was great. So that, that's a really nice thing. But we also have Barb Stackhouse speaking about profit first, which has kind of changed my life as right. an entrepreneur, because that is when you put your profit, you pay yourself first and then you pay everybody else. So that is something that um, that I'm really excited to bring to the do community because a lot of us like the freedom um, and the other of, of having our own business. But I do believe that companies are starting to give their employees that little bit of flexibility. That is what COVID has taught that you can be very uh, su successful in getting the job done and have the flexibility. So there's a lot of, this is an, a, an age for opportunities. Great. Falls the best time for change. If right. you're thinking about making a change, you might want to um, think about enrolling in a new program or, you know, putting your feelers out. As Nicole, you said, get on LinkedIn, find some people, get on the do's, join the do. And then also one other thing I want to just recommend to listeners, when you read an, a, an article, like actually, I think Karen was in the, the summer edition. I, I'm, I'm getting kind of confused, but you read an article from Karen. It is so great. In fact, it was, yeah, it's the F word. Yes. yes. It's it the summer edition. That's right. I just read it again. It was just like, it was on our social media. Reach out to Karen. Yes. Send her an email. Say, hey, Karen, I loved your article. That is how you start mentorship, right? Yes. It's just to give them that because we're all, as you know, as a writer yourself, right. is anybody reading me? I hope right. it resonated <laughs> with somebody, you know, ding, ding, ding. So those were other things, simple things, because they all have their, their um, contact information. And so, Nicole, on, on ending this beautiful podcast today, thank you very much. I'm excited. I wish you, I wish I could have listened to this podcast when I was in my, you know, 30s and, and, and had my whole future in front of us. Things work out fine, but some of what I've done is by accident, 
It's nice right. to have purpose. Right. Um, but how do they get in touch with you? How would you like people to reach out if they've got a question for you uh, as a follow-up? Um, definitely go to LinkedIn. All my career path, all my publications are there. My email's there. You know, I am available at any time to anyone. And I agree with you. I wish I had this type of, you know, women do entrepreneurship mentorship way back when, because I think it would have saved me a lot of, a lot of dark spots, but it's there now. So for anyone listening, please reach out. I would love to talk to you. Um, I think that there's a lot of value in mentorship. I really do. And there's a lot of space in our arena for women to rise. That's a big one too. Know that you do have a place. And if it's, you're not there right now, it's coming. So It's coming. It's coming, yeah. ladies. So just do it. And most importantly, everybody, and thank you, Nicole, for being here today. I appreciate you so much. So happy we know each other. Yes. And um, shout out to the dues. Y'all just keep doing you because you are special. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.